First episode we'll be releasing. Thought I'd take you kind of down memory lane of my story, my past. That way you can get a little more familiar with me and realize I am not the person that has always or currently even does have all of my stuff together. Still learning on a daily basis and have learned a lot over the past 40 years of my life and realized that for the longest time, I was not the best version of myself. I wanted to work toward that. However, I kind of needed that, that straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, to motivate me. While I didn't necessarily have to have it, it was very valuable, even though it seemed pretty hopeless in that moment. So we'll go ahead and get started a little bit about my past. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Pretty much grew up as a... uh, I guess you would call it a little punk ass surfer kid, you know, not, not so much a bad kid, but definitely had my rascal ways, if you will. Um, you know, I got started into martial arts and, and swimming at a very, very young age and the water I always found solace in. So there's anything to do with water, especially surfing. It was definitely an outlet for me. It was a place where I felt most comfortable. Then the martial arts aspect. The reason I, I started into martial arts was mainly because I saw a TV show way back in 1984 that, well, 82 to 84 that I really liked and Kind of wanted to be like that, you know, go play chop sake out there. And uh, didn't realize that a lot of the martial arts discipline is actually very valuable for a younger person to establish that that baseline of discipline and respect and, and, and hard work. And, and that was really good for me. Uh, up through my, I guess you would say, elementary years in school. However, there was that kind of belligerent side in me. And I wanted to get away from the good norm that my family was trying to instill in me and kind of be the bad boy, if, if you will. So... I I went to school with some kids that I I guess you would say they were from the wrong side of the tracks and they they were good kids. We were just all young, dumb, and 
full of ignorance as to what we thought was cool and what we were actually doing to ourselves, you know, starting off smoking cigarettes and, and then found this, uh, this cool stuff you could drink, you know, and a couple of my buddies, you know, parents refrigerators or in these, these little small cabinets they would have or whatever. And of course, I'm sure you know that that was, that was alcohol. And I started drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes between the summer, between elementary school and middle school. And I, I started it out as not a coping mechanism or anything um, that it turned out to be later on in life, but it was just the cool thing. It, it was very normal for us to be rambunctious and, um, you know, try to be is, uh, badass, if you will, back in the day as we could. And little did I know that that wound up leading uh, a lot to bigger problems later on in life. However, and, and not to justify it, <clears throat> but at that age, I wasn't consuming alcohol and tobacco the way I did, obviously, as an adult, but it was kind of a, a constant. It was a cool thing to do. It was socially acceptable. And up, coming up through middle school, you know, playing various sports, being on the swim teams, doing martial arts, playing soccer, doing wrestling, all that stuff. Yeah, we, we were we were all about being the best athletes we could while we were out there on the mat or out there on the field or in the pool. But afterwards, it was all about that, you know, social acceptance and, and partying. And that almost in itself became habitual. And though it was on a smaller scale, once again, it was going to rear its ugly head later on in life. So when I got up into high school, if you will, by that time I had moved from just tobacco and alcohol to drugs, if you will, illegal drugs started out obviously with, with, well, not obviously, but what I started out with was marijuana, you know, just tried it. And I hope nobody from the recruiting office ever hears this episode because they're going to realize that when I said I never did any drugs, um, yeah, I was full of shit. Um, by the time I got into high school, I had already done quite a bit of cocaine hallucinogens such as acid mushrooms um, and tried crack and heroin as well and cocaine became my new baby if you will my snow white and the reason was because I could 
do the cocaine and that would allow me to drink more, if you will. Being that it was a stimulant and alcohol is a depressant, it would kind of equal itself out and intensify each one of them, it, it, you know, it, to, to maximize the fun, if you will. And that really started to take me over. And once I got to a level with the alcohol and drugs that was obviously out of control, I still sought that, that deeper, that more extreme high, if you will. So I went on to utilizing crack cocaine and heroin quite a bit more, um, smoking it and living a more risky life as far as my, my behavior, the things that I was doing. You know, I went from diving off of, you know, uh, competitive swimmer blocks to jumping off of, you know, trestles and bridges and, and just constantly had to make it more extreme in my off time, if you will. On my on time, I didn't realize what I was doing, but I knew that those things were not good for me. So, you know, I, I was in the Boy Scouts. I, I wound up getting my Eagle Scouts. And of course, I had to deck it out with all kinds of palms and stuff, right? And, you know, get all the merit badges. And I made my, my way to the Junior Olympics for martial arts and, you know, states for swimming. And I, like I said, I was very big into aquatics. So I got into scuba diving uh, as a younger kid, get my junior open water. And then once I was old enough, wound up getting my basic, basic and advanced open water. And uh, one of my buddies and I approached the dive shop owner, our instructor, and he was good friends with one of the coaches at our school. So we de developed the Marine Ecology and Dive Club, right? So we had to put a smart name behind it as an excuse to take off time from school and go on pretty rad uh, field trips, if you will, to go scuba diving. And of course, in our off time, do what? You know, drink, get high, you know, trash like that. But it was our excuse to get away from the responsibility and, and have that extreme lifestyle, if you will, and then try to maintain our badassery, our, our reputation. And that continued. And the reason I bring all that up is because I had instilled an internal conflict within myself. What I knew was that the substances and the risky behaviors that I was doing was not beneficial for me. It was not enabling me to better myself. It was in fact hindering me and what I was trying to constantly do was excel in the limelight, if you will, in everybody's eyes with sports or school or, you know, becoming an instructor in this and that, you know, I, when I was 15, 
I was a lifeguard instructor. I was a CPR first aid instructor. I become an emergency response instructor or emergency response now, whatever the Red Cross had back in the day. Um, it was kind of like a first responder instructor. But I'm doing all this in high school and working at a dive shop and having all these out of the ordinary, super cool, if you will, jobs and activities. And a lot of that was due to the insecurities that I had within myself. Knowing not only what I was doing consciously wasn't good, but also in my subconscious with certain people that I had around me consistently telling me, you know, hey, you're never going to amount to anything. You, whatever you're doing isn't good enough. Well, you know, I did that, you know, when, when, when I was a kid and I did it better, you know, type thing. And, and that really beats up on a, a, on a child's mental process that, that wanting to constantly, um, keep up, appease everybody. And that was a big thing. That was also a big reason why I was so willing to try different sub substances or, or do wild, stupid things because I constantly sought everyone's approval because that meant more to me than my own approval of myself. And that kind of set a baseline for the beginning of my adult life. Now, while I was in high school, I come from a long line, I have a good family lineage of military service members. And that was always something that was appealing to me. I my grandfather and my father, both prior Marines, um, I kind of, I leaned toward the Marine Corps and met the recruiter. He's an old gunny. He actually um, worked CID counter narco, but um, he, he even told me, he's like, look, man, when we went in, our piss was glowing. Um, and mine looked a lot like yours. So unfortunately now you can't get away with that. So you're going to have to take a couple months and, you know, even though you said you haven't done anything, you you go ahead and pop one of our tests and that's going to really screw you up. So we, we don't want to do that. So I made sure my senior year in high school that I just quit, uh, that, that summer, between my junior and senior year in high school, I just, I called it quits with every illegal drug, if you will, cold turkey. I, I was sick as a dog, really, really bad coming, coming off of it and going through withdrawals. And that was good for me. I, I've, I've never gone back to any illegal drugs period um, for over 30 years now. But there were still two things that were socially acceptable that uh, I was still doing. And that was using tobacco and, and alcohol. And I didn't realize it at the time, 
and I'm not being braggadocious when I say this, but I am a very healthy person. I do recover quite quickly and my mental wherewithal to accomplish things that most people wouldn't even dream of doing it, it. My body and my mind is very strong. However, I was severely degrading my abilities to perform, obviously using those substances. So, you know, later on going into the Marine Corps, I obviously, you know, you go to boot camp, you can't have that stuff and go ahead, steal the, uh, steal the instructor's dip. If you dare, you're done, you know, type thing. So that gave me a good reprieve from, um, you know, the, the alcohol and the, and the tobacco. However, of course, the day I graduate from boot camp, being that Paris Island is right down the road, basically from Charleston, my parents brought down vehicle for me so I could drive back, you know, looking all sharp in my, uh, in my, well, at that time I didn't have my blues yet, but, you know, looking all sharp in my Marine Corps uniform, rolling out, had, had, had an ID that said that I was old enough to purchase alcohol and hell, I didn't even get ID'd. The, the people didn't really care. And of course I stopped by and Grab a couple beers, right? You know, just 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 to celebrate, man. It's it's nothing too bad. You're just getting a couple to celebrate and have while you're at it. Grab a pack of smokes. You haven't had those in three months, you know. So, I thought, you know, I, I always had that excuse for for why I was doing that and why I had that risky behavior. Well, I would blame it on the alcohol you know, or that, you know, that negative ego that I had in me of constantly trying to show how much of a badass I was, if you will, constantly trying to appease everybody. And I didn't realize that I had already created within myself, not, a, not only a, a chemical dependency, on these substances, but also a mental and physical dependability on, on these substances because it was the norm for me. It's what I created within myself. I created a negative norm, if you will, not only with the substances, but the constant want to appease everybody and, and be more accepted by everybody. So, you know, moving forward, I did, you know, really good in the Marine Corps. And I, I also went to the local um, technical college there and got my EMT basic and worked my way all the way up and became a, you know, civilian side medic and I was also working, um, well, I was volunteering as a firefighter. There were two separate entities. 
one was paid and I was doing that part-time while I was in the Marine Corps and, you know, volunteering as a firefighter and being a Marine and, you know, you're welcome for my service, right? Type, type jobs. And while I never really looked at them like that, there was kind of that, uh, I guess, sex appeal, if you will, to being a firefighter or being in the military, you know, especially Marine and stuff. And that always looked good, right? But deep down inside of me, man, I, I was ugly. I was downright ugly. Not only in the actions that I had instilled myself and I was continuing to do, but I was hiding those more. I, I was, you know, drinking by myself more. I was going off and doing risky things without other people because I still craved that adrenaline rush, if you will, what I had created in 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 my mind and my body to get me the 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 dope rushes, right? That that's why they call it dope. It, it gives you your your dopamine that that your body has craved that that normal dope spike that everybody craves and I had developed that dope spike through negative behaviors. So in order to continue to get my dope, man, I continued to do those, those risky things. And, you know, um, fire and EMS in itself were adrenaline rushes. You didn't have to be in a, conflict or a combat zone or anything like that, man. It it was every day, sometimes all day, you know, rolling out the calls and everything from stub toes to traumatic arrests and overturned vehicles with entrapment, house fires, wildfires, uh, different rescues, whether it be aerial or, you know, maritime water rescues, stuff like that, all, all kinds of stuff. So there, there was that constant dope rush there, which I, I wish I would have, I don't, I don't wish, but looking back on it, I was still convinced that I was only going to get those dope rushes by doing the most extreme things. And shortly thereafter, um, some assholes decided to fly some planes into some buildings and uh, change the course of events for so many of us for good. And then wound up being deployed. I was one of the first, well, I was part of the first deployment of um, our unit, our company at all. And, and we got pushed over to Iraq and, you know, did, did our, did our jobs over there. And then it just continued, you know, it, you would deploy and then come home and deal with whatever, it was that you encountered over there, good, bad, and different. 
And usually you wouldn't focus on the bad because at that time, and I, I'm not currently in, so I'm not going to knock current operational tempos here, but back then it was, you, you don't say shit. You don't cry, you don't bitch, you don't moan, complain, anything like that. You suck it the fuck up. And you don't talk. That That's a freaking sign of weakness, man. If you can't handle it, then, you know, you're not a freaking Marine. You're, you're just, you're freaking worthless. And that really, it really took its toll on me. And unfortunately, being that I've, you know, through fire and EMS, been through, and I'll, I'll say traumatic situations, I, through seeing a lot of trauma, death, destruction, all that, and then you add that on to things with the military, I, I just... I didn't want to work for the man, even even though I wound up doing it. So I just, I, I, I was done. And I decided to go over on behalf of the U.S. government and do some work in some of the similar places I was at prior in the in the Middle East and you know the money was good the cool guy factor was there the operations were a little more intense it, it was but then again it was still the cool thing I was chasing the the money and the fame it wasn't about the deed it was about the glory you know and that still that that was that was not what I truly ever believed in but it's what was socially acceptable again. And by that time, I was definitely a full-blown alcoholic, um, being that it was so highly encouraged that I, it just took me over, man. It, it, it really did. And so I, I came back stateside, got done with playing cool guy over there, and I wound up getting into the security realm here stateside. And of course, had to become the instructor, right? And due to my medical background and uh, my shooter background, if you will, I wound up working for a company here stateside that trained military, law enforcement, civilians, government agencies, you name it, we trained them to operate within austere conditions, whether it be through um, tactical medicine, uh, shooting packages, reconnaissance, special reconnaissance. Um, uh, we did EOD operations, explosive operations, breaching, all that stuff. And we... Uh, it, it was it was like being back there, but I, I always had that itch to teach, you know. And so I guess what I was good at, you know, that's that's debatable. Um, I was now teaching others to do, and 
I was doing it in the hopes not to, at this point, I kind of got away from the looking good thing to the being good thing. And that was in a professional setting, being good, teaching good, helping others to learn how to survive in extreme austere conditions. And that was very beneficial for the longest time. However, I was still battling with a lot of my um, issues that I built up within myself, you know, from my past experiences and, of course, the substances that only perpetuated those issues. So, shortly after, I, I, I wound up realizing that, man, that this is this is all cool. It's been a heck of a ride. I've learned a lot and done some crazy things. Hell, I ran 132 miles in 24 hours straight for a fallen state trooper memorial for a buddy of mine that. Um, was shot and killed on a traffic stop, you know, and, and just crazy stuff like that, man. But I knew it wasn't, it, it may have looked cool to everybody on the outside. And, and to a lot of people, they saw the problems, but I was just, I was aggressive, man. And you don't tell me what the fuck to do. You understand me? Look, everybody else is able to drink. You know, everybody else is able to, dip and smoke the fuck are you to tell me right you know that that kind of negative attitude and that was not good man that created a false sense of well-being if you will a, a mask a cover and i just knew man you, you know this isn't the route i wanted to go and i wound up getting catching an assault charge a little later on and it put me out in the streets man um i wound up homeless and the issue was is that i i walked out of the the lockup the next morning you know with with no shoes on my feet a pair of board shorts a t-shirt and a notice to appear in court in in 30 days and I, I didn't know what to do. I had no place to go. I had a couple bucks literally in, in my bank account, no smokes, no alcohol, no nothing. And I knew that I would be, uh, I'm going to withdraw, man. I, I knew it. And that was a big, you know, the physical and chemical dependency was very real. So. I just looked at myself and I was like, man, I, I can't do this anymore. I've never been happy with me and I want to be. I, I want to really become the best version of myself, the best person I can be. And I wound up checking myself into the VA hospital and going through withdrawals and letting them know, you know, hey, when I walk out of here, I'm not going to have a place to live. Um, no, nothing, man. 
I'm not going to have anything to my name. And when I got out of the hospital, you know, walking out the same way I, I walked out of the, uh, the lockup, but I, at least I wasn't going to withdraw. I went through the withdrawals in there and I got out. And of course that victim mentality that I, I had made me kind of boohoo. And, you know, th this is, this is bullshit. I deserve better and everything. Well, yeah, that, that may be true, but what did, what did you do for yourself, man, to make things better for you? You didn't do anything. You just constantly had that, that, that side life of destroying everything good that, that you were doing. And I realized that, look, man, I got to change. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I just, I had to do it. I had nothing. When they say when you're at your absolute worst, you can really build up to your best. Yeah, well, whatever, man. No, it's, it's friggin' truth. I literally walked out with, out of the hospital after going through withdrawals, still had a notice to appear in court, not, not sure what that was going to do to my future. And no shoes, just that pair of board shorts and a t-shirt, a lighter, and a pocket knife, man. And decided that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this on my own. So what we're going to do now, I'm going to take a little break real quick. We're going to have a word from our sponsor and we'll get into the meat and potatoes, the lessons learned and how I transitioned from the person that I didn't want to be, not the real me, to where I am today, to the new me. So you guys stand by. We'll be right back. This portion of the New You Show is brought to you by K-Bar Soap. Shower with freedom at kbarsoapco.com. And now back to the New You Show. Hey guys, we're back. Before uh, we dive back into this, I wanted to tell you that, yeah, every once in a while we're going to have short little advertisements, if you will, but like many of you, we got to pay those bills, right? So where were we? We were talking about making good, bad, and indifferent decisions in life and how I found myself at a place that I didn't want to be not knowing who I was, who I had the potential to be, and pretty much being out on my own with nothing. Well, that that process, I, I had to think a lot about not only who I was, 
but figure out who I wanted to be. And uh, that, that was very challenging because I'm out there, you know, quote unquote, alone and unafraid, right? Well, who, who's going to be there for me? Well, me. I had to be there for me. And I didn't even know who I was. So at that point, I really needed to sit back, chill out, calm my mind, be honest with myself, not bash myself for things that I can't change. I'll never be able to change as far as past events. But knowing that if I change the ways that I'm going about life in general, when I encounter obstacles in the future or temptations, failures, and successes, I'll know a better route to take. And that route will bring me back to who I am and the steps that I take to mitigate those negative circumstances or better those positive circumstances will be done by me, the, the real me. I had people that were there for me and are still there for me to this day that I could have relied on. However, I made a conscious decision that it was going to be me. It had to be me that did this and on my own, realizing that there are resources out there there are people out there that would help me, but I didn't need to rely on others to do the work for me anymore or to coddle me and say, ah, well, you know, we forgive you. It'll be okay. Everybody messes up. Well, I, I realize everybody messes up and that's part of life is failing messing up but there was really no excuse for the way that i was going through every moment of every day i'm gonna say this and this is my personal opinion my personal belief i just mentioned excuses right to me excuses are lies reasons are truth. The reason that I tell you that is because all too often excuses come about because we know that we have failed at something or we know we didn't give our all to a situation. And that is where we go to masking, if you will oftentimes and that's what an excuse is it, it's it's fake it's something to cover up 
what we did with something that isn't necessarily true. And I did that for, for so long, whether it be hiding my substance abuse or hiding my insecurities or anything that I was masking, my faults, my failures. I needed to take ownership, if you will. In fact, I, I have a, a coffee mug that says, own your shit on one side of it. So if you, if you ever drink your coffee or whatever out of a coffee mug right-handed, every time you go to grab that mug, the way it's facing in toward you is a constant reminder to own your shit. Be real with yourself. Doesn't mean that you have to be necessarily happy with the decisions that you made, but you need to realize that you made those decisions. You chose to do whatever it is that you did. And that that was that was really uh eye opening. And I, I, I had that mug for, you know, quite a while. And I didn't really appreciate it until quite a while after I got it. But how true that was and, and that constant reminder to own your shit. Not only own it, but learn from it. Better it. You know, owning your shit doesn't mean that it's all negative. I, for the people that know me personally, I will get told, you know, hey, we, we really appreciate that, man, or I really appreciate that. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. I don't really, I guess, do well with the thanks for things, especially now because I don't do them for the thanks. And I don't want to have that repetition in my head or create a repetition of doing things just for the glory, once again, rather than the deed. So these are all things that I, I needed to, to look at, and I, I needed to assess where I was, my current state, my current environment, and it was not good, let me tell you. Locally, I was able to get into a homeless shelter. But until then, I really, I, I was faced with the elements, faced with the city, and faced with all the temptations, you know, being in a downtown environment, in, in a city environment, you often have your partiers, you know, and, and you have your bars, your liquor stores. Every gas station pretty much sells cigarettes. And, you know, I, I had to stay away from those temptations that were constantly in my face. And that was not easy. But what I did was I just kept pushing. And what I, what I mean by that is even if I had that, like, dude, you can just stop and grab a drink. No, nobody's going to see you. Rather than even contemplating that, I just moved forward past that. You know, I, I, I'd walk right by it and, and say, dang, that would be nice. But hey, I tell you what, 
you keep telling yourself that that would be nice as you walk down this street. And I would create distance between myself and those temptations, if you will. That that was a was a big lesson learned. And the more that I did that, the not so much easier it became, but I created that repetition, right? I'm reinventing, recreating my whole mind, my whole thought process, everything had to be reinvented. And I tell you, that is difficult. However, anything in life worth doing, worth having, you have to work at. And if you have to work at something, well, guess what? It's not easy. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's hard and you know, you've got to be the strongest person in the world to change yourself. No, you just have to have that want, that desire, that drive to actually do it. So talking about that drive, I remember, you know, well, I, I was catching some shut eye up underneath a bridge and oh, I'll back up a little bit. We're talking about uh, cigarettes and alcohol, passing those things. I had very little money. So what did I do? I went out and bought a pack of cigarettes. And you guys are thinking, well, way to go ahead and ruin that in a day, right? Your forward movement. What a lot of people don't realize is that in many environments, many countries throughout the world, cigarettes our currency. You can get physical things, you can get favors, you can get money, whatever, by selling cigarettes. So I went out and bought a pack of smokes and started selling those cigarettes. And I was a jerk about it, you know, but down there we had a bunch of college kids and they didn't want to go buy a seven to ten dollar pack of smokes for just one so i'd i'd sell the cigarettes the lucy's if you will for a dollar and you know pretty soon i had 20 bucks in my pocket and i reinvested that into buying a couple more packs of cigarettes and worked myself up to a hundred dollars you know and then 150 dollars and i was able to go out and get what I needed to start pushing forward. And one of those things was communication device, right? Communication with the outside world. And of course you have for, for most phones, you, you have internet service. And I, I went on the internet and I, I saw somebody that I really, I didn't, like what he was putting out in the past and later on in life talking with him we you know we discussed that and i'll go into that in a, a second but here i was catching you know trying to catch some shut eye under a bridge downtown you know just completely at rock bottom and i watched a video that he did and it really 
made me realize that, look, you're not the only person that's out here with these issues. And this, this, this person and I have quite a few similarities within our backgrounds, the paths that we chose to take, the way that we chose to deal with not only ourselves, but other people and situations in general. And he really, he had, he had done somewhat or, or started the path to what I needed to do. Uh, not the same thing as him. We're all individuals and we all need to follow our, our own paths. Doesn't mean that they can't be similar. And he really, seeing him, I mean, it, it, it put me in tears. I was just crying, you know, like, man, it was, it was good to let it out. And, you know, the, these days he's, his slogan is pretty simple. It's defy conformity, fast in yourself. And that's what I had to do. I had to invest in me. Not what everybody else wanted, what everybody else would think of me, any of that stuff. I had to start being good rather than just looking good. And that spanned mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all, all of that. It, it had to change. I had to literally change the chemical makeup of my body and my brain, the physical structure even of my brain. And at that point, my the chemicals in my body were so out of whack. It, it was... Well, while, while I was in the hospital, it, it was deadly. Um, however, they got they got me to a point where I could at least function again. And from there, it, it was on me. So I got over to the homeless shelter and, and I met a veteran. And he, you know, he asked me, I, I said, man, I, I, I got to get a freaking job, man. I, I got to get back up on my feet. What are you, you know, what, what are you doing right now? And he said, well, I, I just got this job at, at, a, at a restaurant. I was like, really? I was like, yeah, you know, you ever worked food and beverage? I was like, not a freaking day in my life, man. You know, and I, and I had to check myself because I'm sitting here once again, like just pushing away possibilities because, oh, I deserve better. I'm a veteran. I deserve better. You know, I was a junior Olympic gold medalist. I deserve better because, you know, I, I worked fire and EMS. I just stop, stop. You know what? You deserve exactly what you have because you put yourself here. Whether it be a fault of your own 
or the faults of others. The path that I chose for the longest time definitely did not help that. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not big on blaming others anymore. However, you are going to run into those people that are going to nefariously bash you, make up things about you, you know, talk trash behind your back, say that you, you know, did X, Y, and Z just to trash your reputation or, or get their own way, you know, and especially having, you know, and I didn't really go into it, but starting a couple businesses of my own and failing at them, I really use that victim mentality of, you know, well, they screwed me over, damn them. You know what? Fuck them, for one, okay? But for two, you're just going to sit here and freaking take it? You're not, you're not going to fight back? Well, you know, they, they really got me. They really... It, I'm not talking about fight them. I'm talking about fighting back for yourself. Quit with the boo-hoo victim bullshit mentality and get back out there and do it again. You know, you're you're not defined by your past and you're going to fail and you're going to succeed. If I know anything, it's that I've failed in the past and that I will fail in the future. However, whatever I decide to do after that failure will dictate my success. Everything I do after that success will dictate my future success as well. Will I let it diminish or will I continue to better it? And that's kind of where I was. So, and, and you guys will understand one thing with me. My, my brain is not what it should be. Somewhat due to injuries sustained, but ma mainly because of the alcohol and what it did to my brain for so long. And after the, after all this time now of being 100% sober, I'm still rebuilding my brain. However, I digress. So I'm, 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 I'm talking to this, this veteran. And he said, you know, what, you never work food and beverage. And I'm like, nah, man, you know, but hey, do, do they have some slots available? And he said, well, yeah. He said, well, that's awesome. So I went down there and, you know, I, I talked to one of the kitchen managers. He's like, oh, yeah, you, you prior military? I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, man. You know, you, you a veteran? He's like, no, but boss is, man. He was like special, whatever the hell, and this and that, and didn't really know all that much what, um, the, the the head boss did right, and, and I at that time I was still into that. Oh yeah, freaking uh, you know macho crap of oh yeah we're we're all veterans we have to help each other and this and that. And 
wow, man. Um, yeah, I, I had to let go of that stuff and stop using that as a crunch to kind of get myself uh, what I hadn't quite earned. And I, what I mean by hadn't quite earned is I, yeah, I, I earned my title, if you will, a veteran, but man, that's, that's not, that's not doing anything on the job site. It's all in what I choose to bring to the, the job at hand. And, you know, talking with him, he said, well, man, I don't really have much going on. You know, I have one position, but I, I know you're better than that, man. You probably wouldn't even consider doing it. And I was saying, ask, well, what was it? And he said, well, um, we have a dishwasher position open. And I just kind of thought to myself, well, hey, welcome to uh, a new skill in life. And that's washing dishes. And... I did, and I got in there, and I didn't over-promise and under-deliver or vice versa. I just did what needed to be done the way that I knew that I could best do it. And that really, in itself worked very well because I didn't have to put on a front. I didn't have to act like I was better than, you know, I was. I just had to go to work. I just had to do me. And that really helped out a lot with my path toward being cool with with the new me you know and throughout that i i helped out here and there and kind of did some things that i uh wasn't that, that that weren't expected of me but it was to overall better the restaurant and, and to help out others and some of them, you know, being college kids, I, I'd say, I, you know, a lot of them would look at me and they, they were like, wow, he, he don't smoke weed, man. It's kind of weird, you know, or you really don't drink. Nah, man, I'm not, not anymore. I'm still working through that, but uh, no, not, not anymore. And and they would come to me for advice. So that 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 was really cool. And and some of them were like, you know, you're, you're freaking pretty smart. You you've been through obviously some some stuff in your life. And you know, I I really appreciate it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, um, you're you're welcome, you know, type thing. But dude, I I I gotta get back to work. You know, so. Whether it came to washing dishes or being the handyman or helping serve alcohol or snatching it off the table at the end of the night so we didn't get fined by the city or, you know, whatever it was, there was a job that needed to be done and it was going to be beneficial to myself and everyone around me. Went ahead and just put in the extra work, if you will.
And that really started to reinstill the work ethic within me, the proper one that wasn't inhibited by my vices, if you will, substances, my negative ego, all that trash. I just got to be me. And when I was kind of going through mental things in my head, it would, you know, I could go back in the dish pit and just wash dishes and, and think, you know, and, and man, that, that, that first paycheck came. Let me tell you, it, it was not much and it was the greatest freaking thing, man. I, you know, I had a sense, a small sense of accomplishment and purpose. So I took that paycheck and I did what I did with the, with the smokes. And I, I looked at what I could reinvest that in that would work better for me. And, and some of that was to go down to the, uh, you know, the goodwill and, and places like that and, and pick out, you know, a, a couple outfits, if you will, that would kind of heighten my uh, phys physical, you know, exterior appearance. And, you know, I, I kept working and kept proving myself and they were like, Hey, you know, th this person called out or, Hey, you know, we, 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 we need somebody to come over and prep food. Have you ever prepped food? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man, but Hey, I'm willing to learn. Right. And that got me in there. And then it was like, Oh, well, this person keeps calling out screw them or they, they got fired or whatever. Hey dude, can, can you come in? Absolutely, man. And, and that's when that, that overtime started kicking in, you know, because I was just genuinely there to put the work in. And when I left work, you know, I, I'd leave super late at night and everything. And I'd make sure that the managers got to their vehicles safely and I'd be the last one to leave. And, you know, it, it wasn't the kiss ass. It was to just do the right thing. And what I thought was the right thing at the time, really finally in my life was the one of some, some of the best things for me, the way things turned out. And so I, I, I continued there and I wound up, you know, getting my, my vehicle, if you will. And it, it was, it, it was a mountain bike from Walmart, but man, did I feel like, you know what? Hell yeah. Got some wheels now, man. Put a card in there or whatever, you know, to make the muffler sound a little, no, whatever, man. It, it, that was mine. I, I had something I had shoes on my feet and clothes on my back and food in my belly. And, you know, I'm still at, at the shelter, but, you know, that was mainly a place to literally lay my head. And then the very next morning, even if I woke up before the, uh, you know, the lights came on in there, hey, that, that would start your day you know, go down. We, we weren't permitted out, uh, during certain hours during the night without basically work excuses or you could get kicked out of there or whatever. But 
because I was working so many hours and everything, the people downstairs, they're just like, oh, hey, um, do, you, do you have your work letter, you know, from, from your boss? And, you know, so I, I wound up having to go that route for a little bit. And pretty soon they were just like, oh, hey, man, how was work and this and that? And I'm like, dang, man, they're not even because they, they saw it in me. They they saw that I was actively working, you know, and I wound up picking up a second job and everything. And man, I, I was out no later than about 4.45 in the morning and, you know, five o'clock, let's just say, getting up and getting out of the rack and getting over to work by 6 a.m. and then getting off from there, riding the bicycle straight from there over to the restaurant and wash dishes or prep food or clean the toilets or whatever need be um, to get the job accomplished properly. And those were long hours. I, I wouldn't get out of there until midnight you know, or, or later and come back, get a couple hours of sleep. And man, I tell you what, when I I wound up talking to the people there at the shelter and I'm like, look, you know, I'm, I I have today off from this. Would it be all right for me to go in? Because you also couldn't sleep during the day uh, between certain hours and stuff. They wanted you out working and everything. And I talked to the manager of the shelter and was like, Hey boss, this is what I got going on. And would it be possible for me to rack out, you know, to, to get some kind of sleep? Cause it's just, it's really killing me, you know, trying to abide by everybody's rules and, and, and all that. And he was, man, he, he was all about, it. he's like, heck yeah, he, man, you were like, we, we wish we had more people in the, in the shelter like you. And, and that was nice to hear, but what I was mainly hoping to get from him was, was that green light to just get some sleep, you know? Sorry. Um, because I, at that point went from one extreme to the other and I was down in caffeine left and right rather than booze. And I was, being super nice and doing anything anybody asked of me and you know not sleeping uh, a whole lot and sorry um it it was it was it was difficult you know but i went from one extreme to the other trying to i guess make make up for those things, but more than that, because I had gone to such extremes prior for so long, you know, we're, we're talking 30 plus years of, of doing this, I had to retrain my entire self mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I had to combat one extreme with the other, and that, that's, that's what I thought. And I was just pushing myself so hard. And people were like, man, you were going to burn out. And I'm like, dude, too late. I'm already burnt the heck out, you know. But I, did, I didn't quit. Because for once in my life, I really felt like 
I was worth it. Like, I deserved the good. I deserved better than who I was. So, that was difficult, man. And if you can't tell, like, I'm getting choked up even thinking about it, you know. But I really put as much as I could into just being a, a good me. Didn't, still didn't know quite what that was, but at least I was finally putting in the effort putting work in and, and, and going for it and, and believing in myself for once. And, you know, I, I used to have, you know, prior to that, I had lots of people that I could go, you know, Hey, so I did this today. And at the end of that day, I, I didn't reach out to anybody to really brag you know, or, or pat myself on the back. But I'd lay there, you know, and just tell myself, man, like, I'm proud of you. And finally having somebody, especially me, say, proud of you, dude? That, uh, that was pretty freaking powerful, you know? So, I, I kept on, on that, and, you know, I, uh, I, I just worked my way up from being a half-functioning alcoholic, you know, fully-functioning derelict, if you will, with a, a bad attitude, uh, no real purpose or, or goal in life other than to just, you know, be what everyone else expected of me. And and hitting rock bottom. And, you know, a, a lot of people, I'm, I'm not going to compare myself to other people. They're, they're not me and I'm not them. And, you know, what, whatever they decided to do or what, whatever situations they've been in their life... That's on them to know and them to be proud of or not be proud of or whatever. That's on them. On me, I was at rock bottom, man. And within about three months, I wound up going from, like I said, um, barefoot and homeless with a couple bucks to having a vehicle of my own and you know and I'm talking about one that actually has a motor not not my uh, my bike my bicycle you know but um, having a vehicle of my own that way I had a little more independence and though I still went on my bike rides you know that Whatever, uh, most of you, pretty much none of you are going to be from the Charleston area, but you know, there, there's a huge bridge here and 
I used to ride the bicycle in my downtime just to get in some good PT and, and get some beach therapy. I used to ride the, my, my bike all the way from the downtown area, probably, you know, a good 16, 17 miles to the, uh, to the beach and you know, just go chill and get in the water and, you know, kind of just wash away the the day the the week the month whatever it was and and really escape be present in that moment and like i explained to you guys earlier the water's always been where i felt more, most comfortable and you know but at this point now if if there was severe inclement weather or whatever i could just drive and that that was really cool but you know that was something that something else that i built up from that rock bottom something that i could be genuinely proud of that i did you know and that that was huge and i really had to look at myself I, I you know i i keep going back to some of the hard times but it's analyzing those and finding ways to overcome it and there are specific ways that people go about it but the the biggest thing the biggest hurdle i've ever had to overcome is finding me finding the real me and you know what that that real me changes every day it it does you know some some people may say oh dude that's like bipolar stuff right there well for one stop judging don't don't you're just coming off as an asshole but the thing is is that we we all change we life changes life moves forward ty there there is no going back or going backwards in life that that statement right there is absolute horseshit there there's no you're moving backwards in life life is always moving forward and so are you how you move forward is what you're going to either think negatively of or positively of so when 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 we say you know live in the moment be be present in that moment make the best of every moment you have it's it's very true because that moment's going to be gone in just a moment and whatever you did you you'll never be able to go backwards and take that back so make a conscious effort to do your best for yourself and a lot of times as long as it's not for obviously nefarious reasons doing nefarious things is not what's best for you but some sometimes people when i say you know hey just do what's best for you and they're like well what what if, what if that means going out and just drinking the day away well, then you need to, in my opinion, reevaluate what's best for you. It is, is just drinking everything away or going and smoking a blunt or whatever. Is, is that the best thing for you? 
is going home and taking things out on your spouse or your children or your your loved ones, your friends, whatever. Is, is that the best thing? Is, is it really? And if, if you think that sometimes doing those things, you know, like being an absolute fucking asshole... Is, is, is the best thing, well then I would highly recommend that you reevaluate uh, what you think is good and make your own decisions. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you my story and what I chose to do. So another thing that I had to overcome, you know, and, and with, with obviously the chemical dependency was the, you know, with, with, with the alcohol was the, and I'll just call it for what it is, the, the poison, the cocktail of poison I was getting from the VA. And those are the medications, man, ups, downs, lefts, rights, freaking tie dye effect of, of, poison that I was putting into my body and that wasn't really doing me any better than the alcohol was it was still just masking things and putting chemicals into my body which was messing with the natural chemicals that my body was already putting out you know and so having to overcome once again another chemical dependency without going back to the alcohol was just that that was hell in itself and i tell you what like i burnt between the medications and the alcohol i burnt so many bridges in my life ruined so many relationships and when i say relationships i mean friends family uh, romantic relationships, you know, uh, acquaintances, jobs, everything. Like, I, I just, I burnt those bridges. I destroyed those things and a lot of my reputation because while some people were there, you know, really egging it on, th those people, they, they were there because they got some kind of dope rush out of me being a dipshit. And when I stopped, and, and I am here to tell you guys right now, that when you stop, when you do the complete opposite of what you were doing because you finally admitted to yourself and realized that what you were doing is not working out, and you do the, just do the complete opposite, there are going to be people, I, I guarantee you, I can guarantee you at least one person that you associate with, that you know, whatever, that is going to walk away from you. They are not going to like it. And a lot of times, not judging them, but a lot of times the truth is, is that they don't want to change themselves. They aren't happy with what they're doing, but they don't have um, the want at that time to do what you're doing and become the best version of themselves. And 
they're they're gonna hate on you for it. They're gonna talk trash. They're you know all all the things that you blamed on other people that were just the oh they were such the meanies and you know this and that and they were out there talking trash and I can't stand them. Well, that's the same thing that your quote unquote friends or brothers or family members and I don't mean brothers as in I have two brothers you know blood brothers I'm talking about other people that you may have been in a brotherhood with get the hell out of here man it, it, that that's all convenience and freaking just it's straight up there I I don't even really like using the phrase brother because it is just the stigma that rolls behind it. it. It's just, it's not what it's cracked up to be. So you guys will very rarely hear me say, Hey brother, what's going on? Usually it's dude or chica or chick or whatever, but that's just my own little lingo right there. But the whole brotherhood, you know, the multiple brotherhoods that I was a part of, man, one, one, once you're not fitting most people's agendas, they just walk away from you. And a lot of times, those agendas, those people that are following those type of agendas, are not healthy for them or you. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it does leave you feeling rather lonely. That's why you have to instill within yourself that sense of self-worth, self-reliance, pride within yourself. You have to invest in yourself. You have to build yourself back up to the person that you want to be. And once you do that and those people walk away, it will be less strenuous to get past that and realize that hey you're you're doing what's best for you and when you're happy with it then it it should be pretty good to go you know not not fake happy but truly happy so at at, at that point you know I'd, I'd worked myself up to a point where I did have transportation and you know, I was still working the couple jobs and, you know, bosses were, as far as I knew, pretty darn happy with me. And, you know, I, I, they, they weren't dream jobs, man, but, but they were doing something, but, you know, I really, for the longest time, like I said, you know, I, I, I played that, that hard ass guy and you know, I, I, I didn't, believe in yoga and you know yeah I, I believe in some meditation from from martial arts but not in true meditation and letting go breathing all that stuff and i'll tell you what um there's a group of surfers and hopefully we'll have on uh, some pretty rad guests in the in the future that have uh an organization of surfers and they're they're really awesome but started doing you know some yoga stuff because of them and you know some of the meditation and you know what i i guess people would call it the the 
hippie shit, but you know what? The the hippie shit was pretty fucking hip, man. I mean, like it, it was it was really working because it would slow me down, it would calm me down, and not in a bad way, in a very positive way, but it would calm my mind, it would slow my mind down, it would let me really analyze like who I was in, in that moment and give me some time to be freaking proud of myself and genuine pride in yourself and, and, and the path that you're on and the things that you're doing, man, those are huge motivators. They, they, well, they, they really were for me and having that time to, and sometimes it was to do nothing nothing just listen to the ocean or listen to whatever sounds were going on around me or not listen to anything at all shut my mind down and just be at peace for a little while and you know learning that that doesn't come overnight but through once again through upper repetition of that consistent work at that it does become less of an obstacle to obtain each time and through that you know I, I met some really awesome people that were into some really weird stuff like eating right you know <laughs> my eating habits were yeah you know, and it's nothing against the the job at the uh, at the restaurant, but we sold good food, but it was mainly bar food and fried food and stuff like that. And because that was just my norm for so long, it was kind of weird eating this other stuff. Like, yeah, dude, that looks good for you. Hell with that. Where where's my where's my burger? Or my my fried chicken, my chicken wings, you know, whatever. And and growing up down here in the South, man, it's, uh, <laughs> if it ain't fried, it ain't right, you know, type thing. Hell, we, we, we deep fry butter down here. So, you know, that, that's something that I really needed to look at was my eating habits and, you know, putting that green stuff on your plate every once in a while, <laughs> man. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good for you, and some of it tastes... Now, some of it is not good, it's, uh, well, as far as taste. And that's another obstacle, you know, look. Just because you like it doesn't mean it's not good for you, and just... Be, well, did I say, just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good for you, and just because you like it doesn't mean it's good for you. So th those were things that I had to, once again look at so you know at this point i had instilled some confidence in myself and i was i had some i was proud of myself i i hate to use the word pride because it's so it's been so negatively stigmatized but i did have pride in myself and now you know i'm, I'm doing yoga and, and i'm out surfing and i'm out swimming again and i'm riding a bicycle rather than just you know, driving a vehicle and uh, straight up, you know, like down in a couple 
alcoholic beverages as as I'm driving and you know just so that I, I get over the DTs from not drinking the withdrawals you know from the, the not drinking and you know smoking a couple cigarettes on the way or having my my spit cup you know they're they're with me and a big old honker in my mouth and you know all that stuff man to riding a bicycle and, and and going out to the beach just to do more physical activity and, and that stuff man that, that became habitual and really beneficial and I, I i was adding a lot more to my plate but because i had added so much to my plate and i was still in the mindset of combating extreme with extreme it burnt me out really really bad and that's when i started reaching out for some help you know reaching out to some people that i knew for a fact that they weren't going to hold my past against me they weren't going to give me any attaboys for what i was doing absolutely not but I better come at them freaking correct or they're going to tell me to go get screwed. You know what I'm saying? They they weren't going to put up with my stuff. And when I did, I didn't come at them with a laundry list of, oh, hey, look at me. I'm over here. Look what I'm doing. Look what I did. I just came at them correct as, as me and allowed them to see for themselves who I had become and things, you know, my new path. And if they were going to accept it, they were going to. And if they weren't, then there were other people that I could reach out to. And, you know, some of it was through the VA. And then I realized, well, they just treat books, not patients. They check boxes. So I decided to go other routes. And what I was doing unbeknownst at the time was surrounding myself with the right people and 99.9 percent .9 of them if you will weren't people that i associated with in the past once again not knocking them but they aren't down with my path in life and i don't grudge them you know, and I've run into some of them, you know, since then. And they're like, wow, dude, what's going on? You sure you don't want to drink? No, nah, man, I don't drink, man. I appreciate it. I've got other responsibilities, big and small, back at home that I need to take take care of. And... So surrounding myself with those positive people really helped keep me in check. I learned from them, you know, just like the, the gentleman I was telling you about that, that it's all about defying conformity and investing in yourself and stuff. You know, I, I reached out and, you know, I'm very proud to say that he has been a mentor to me and has helped me find my way, not his way, 
but my way of doing the best for myself, my situations, and my life. And if that shines out to others, then great. If it doesn't, then great. Because at least it's shining from within you. You know, becoming that lighthouse. The, the, the light from a lighthouse isn't there to tell the, you know, the, the sailors and stuff that are out there, you know, hey, you have to go this way. They just simply, from within them, the lighthouse just shines out a light to kind of brighten the area, the general area, and allow others to utilize that light to find their own path back into shore, if that's what their path is, or to shine a little light while they're out there fishing or doing whatever, you know, smuggling drugs. Hey, teach their own, right? Whatever. That that lighthouse doesn't care. It's constantly there to shine that light out on the world. And it starts from within. And the better it is on the inside, the better it will be able to shine out. You know, so those people that I had surrounded myself with, like that gentleman, and, you know, like I said, you guys just stand by to stand by for, for that episode. Um, wow. It'll be eye-opening, to say the very least. Very smart gentleman. And, you know, uh, along this path... I got on, you know, social media not too long ago and I decided to, hey man, who cares what the aesthetics look like? Who cares if anybody likes it? It's your page. You put out what you feel is right. And and once I started doing that, people were just like hitting me up like, and not just liking some of the things, whatever, or commenting on there, but really hit me up like, dude, that is, that is freaking profound. That, or, you know, that is exactly what I needed today. And, and th- th- that's all great, but it was really cool to see that whatever I was going through, whatever thought processes I had, if I, if I was going through a rough time, and I thought it through and, and found solutions and, and a positive way forward, then after all that, you know, and it, it had come to fruition or was working out pretty well, I would go ahead and put it out. And people were like, man, that, that friggin', that, that's awesome. That, that worked. And I'm like, um, yeah, okay, okay, cool. Uh, you're, you're welcome, I guess. I don't know, man, it it worked for me and I just put it out. You can choose to take it for whatever you will. You know, like it, hate it, try it, don't try it. That that's on you. And that that really I was like, man, you know, maybe I'm on to something. And for even even when I was a shitbird, people constantly told me, like, dude. You're a lot smarter than you give yourself credit for. You ever thought about doing like a, a podcast or 
um, you know, something like counseling people or whatever, because you, you know what you need to do. You don't always do it, but you really seem to help people out and have a way of doing that. And, you know, that, that was something that I always kind of wanted to do because I've always known deep down inside that I like helping myself and, and others. I was just going about it incorrectly. And it, it really kind of springboarded me toward doing this here. And, you know, I just, oh, man, well, you know, this and that, and I'm hemming and hawing, and once again, making excuses, lying to myself, right? And what I realized was, I, I just got to freaking change my socks, strap my boots on, pick my pack up, and step off again. Step off every single day. You got to grab your pack and just step off. And I was so worried about failing or, or not having it all right, you know, all perfect in the beginning. And that wasn't what I needed to be doing. I needed to establish a plan, put that plan into action by stepping off and then follow through with that plan. And it, it was kind of that simple, but my self-doubt, my, my victim mentality, my self-loathing, loathing, all that, all that happy crap. Um, I was really more of an influence on me than believing in myself. So that's somewhat, you know, in a nutshell. And you guys will learn more about me, I'm sure, through our our, our future episodes. And I I know that was long-winded. And I, I, I told you guys I can get a little long-winded. Those of you that know me will probably think, well, damn, dude, that was pretty freaking quick. <laughs> Thanks. You know, but uh, I... I like to put out as much as I can to people to really get the point across or to cover as much information as possible. And I guess that that kind of brings me to where I am currently in my life. And by no means do I have all the answers for you because I still don't even have them all for myself. But what I do have is a young stud that I love unconditionally. And if any of you have ever been blessed with associating yourself with him, man, oh my gosh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He is just, he's, he's, he's amazing, man. He is absolutely amazing. He I don't really care what you're going through. The boy will help you any way he can. And even if he can't do anything, you know, with, with that situation, he can put a freaking smile on your face and in your heart. And I'm just beyond 
grateful and and blessed to have him. I he I, I, I brag about him all the time, and it's it's not to say, hey, look at me, look what I've got. It's to say, hey, look at him, look at what he's got, you know, and he's amazing. I you know, uh, man. I could go on for hours about him, but um, I'm sure we're talking in the future with some of our guests that they're going to, they're going to bring him up because some of them, you know, some of our guests, they are very good friends of mine. Um, Some of our guests I've never met in my life. And and that's not going to change the way that I uh, approach them or the, way in which uh, the the show is structured but you know it's it's going to be in a way that we can all learn and grow from and you, you'll you'll hear a little bit about him but you know I've, I've got a a place now you know a roof over my head and a, a bed to lay my head on and, and I've got a lot of pokers in the fire right now and this is definitely one of them you know and and once we launch this episode and and, and our website and the streaming platforms the youtube and and, you know the the social media and all the cool stuff we we have going on uh, little uh what what do they call those things a little plug uh, for us is you know www.newyoushow.com Go over there and check it out, man. And hey, there 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 is a slot or a little place on the webpage. I believe it's on the third page. That uh, it it's it's a direct email link to me. So no matter what, you know, you, you guys reach out to me anytime, and I'll get back to you as as soon as possible. And let me know anything anything you guys want to talk about but also give give me some feedback man the the team and i love feedback from other people because it it may shine light on things that we didn't see and we want to be the best versions of ourselves and we also want to create the best version of the new you show for all of us together, you know, so definitely hit us up over there. But, uh, yeah, I'm, um, looking at purchase. Well, I'm in the process right now of purchasing some pretty darn big real estate, um, acres and acres and acres of land where I can develop a, a house on it and you know it's going to be farther out in the country than I already am which is the the way things are building up anymore is just awesome and I have some really cool plans with livestock and ponds and you know gardens and all kinds of stuff and uh, kind of a an awesome place for myself and my my, my stud to grow up and you know work on the whole family thing you know and uh yeah so uh, i'm i'm grateful 
and that that's something you'll hear quite a bit from me is is being grateful and and taking time throughout your day to show gratitude for yourself and, and for the other things are around you but show gratitude to yourself and this gentleman that I keep bringing up and I'm intentionally not saying his name because I, I, I want to and a lot of you that are listening are already like I know who it is you know and but uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll get him to drop some freaking knowledge but something that he got you know into my head was you know the the grateful thing and he he does and so do i so do quite a few of the other people we do what are called gratitude alarms on our phones you know those annoying things we have in our pockets well you can set alarms on them and when that gratitude alarm comes off i mean unless it's going to be unsafe stop what you're doing take a breath you know three seconds in through the nose hold for three seconds and during that three seconds just be present in that moment and then three seconds out and think about some things that you're grateful for within yourself and a couple external things that you're grateful for and that will it, it will and well I'll just say it will because it, it does it for me. I'll speak to what I know. It will change a crappy situation. Most Ricky Tick. And it may even create a bit of gratitude in you for even being alive to experience that crappy moment. So set those throughout the day and you know take that breath, take that moment to reboot yourself show yourself some gratitude be grateful for the things that you have and then go back to work go back at life and i don't mean working the nine to five i'm talking about go back to work work that really means something to you working on you, working on bettering your position in life. And the, those are pretty awesome things. But I am at a really good point right now. And I have learned from both my failures and my successes in life. Oh, I definitely didn't cover even a skosh bit of them. Oh, you know, I wanted to kind of give you some some background on me to let you know that for one, you're 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 not freaking alone, man. You're not alone in this life, and life brings us all similar ups and downs that we can face if we put the work in, and. You know, at, at times we, we can face them together as long as we're all 
on the same page when it comes to saving. And, you know, the only person that can and will save you is you. And the quicker you get that through your head, uh, the, the quicker things are going to start changing for you. It's nice to have those that you can rely on. But at the end of the day, no matter where you are, or where you've been during that day, that, that week, that, that year, the one constant person that will always be there for you and with you is you. So you, you, you want assets, not, not liabilities, right? Well, this is hopefully, you know, the new you show and, and these episodes can help assist you getting to a state where you are that asset to you. And when you're an asset to yourself rather than a liability, it often finds out to others and you become more of an asset to others than a liability. And when, when, when you hit that, things tend to go uh, quite a bit smoother. So I, I don't know you, I may know you, but I just, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you all. I, I really do. Um, this is, you know, kind of like a small dream come true, man. And I hope to build it from here and continue bettering myself for as long as I'm blessed to be on this earth. And I genuinely mean it. If any of you have anything good, bad, or indifferent, and you want to reach out to me, that's why I was so adamant. And not that our team wasn't, but I was so adamant about having a section on there. Because it's not about me, but giving you guys a direct link. And if I don't know the answer, I give you my word right now that I will exhaust resources in attempting to, to find you the answers. The only answers I'm not going to be able to provide you are the ones that are already within you. Other than that, I, I will exhaust stuff for any and all of you. And, and this is going to be heard worldwide, so you can reach out to me and I will put in the work for you. The same way that I'm willing to finally, well, not finally now, but after the longest time, put the work into myself. So, I hope you guys will um, give me a little tiny bit of slack um, when I miserably fuck things up on this show. And I will work the problem the best that I can to bring you a 
polished turd. And then uh, my my intent is definitely not to just bring you guys a bunch of shit, but things that you can use in your life to make the best of it and create daily, momentarily, for the rest of your life, create the best version of yourself. And, you know, this is kind of a mix of some things. Oh, real, real quick. New you stands for nothing exists without you. And yes, that gentleman that I keep bringing up, he said something really similar. And, and I was thinking about this show and, and talking to him about it. And I was like, um, you know, he says, without you, nothing exists. So... You know, pull your head out of your ass and make things exist, you know, type thing. And, and I was thinking about it and I was like, nothing exists without you. Roger, check, you know, that, that's, that's pretty awesome. And then uh, one, the company that I, I was working for teaching, they were really big on acronyms for, for classes. So that kind of got stuck in my head. I was thinking nothing exists without you. N-E-W-Y, new you, I'll be damned, you and your good ideas, you know, so uh, that that's kind of the, the backstory on on the name of this story, if you will, and that, that's new you, but part of this comes from him, and part of it comes from another person that has been just invaluable in my growth and that that's for a whole nother two hour now long segment but these two people have had some of the most profound impact in the realms of guidance for me and holding me accountable hey you freaking you say you're gonna do this Go ahead and fuck it up. Go ahead. Let me see you slacking. You know, type thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, every once in a while, a little bit of that hard assery, you know, uh, reinforcement works, works wonders. But I'll leave you guys with this. I, I really want you to remember a couple things. And that is that you are so much more powerful and worth so much more than you even realize right now. How do I know this? Because nothing exists without you. Thank you guys for your time. I appreciate you all, and I hope you'll be able to take something positive from this time. Guys, go out, make the best of your moment, your day, your week, your year, your life, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. We'll
the sea. We'll say goodbye to the skies of green.